We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 28th, 2012. Continuing on this theme, uh, next article, TSA hired accused sex abuse priest pedophile as a screener. So now we have two wicked, corrupt institutions combining forces. Uh, the former Catholic priest who was defrocked after it was discovered he had sexually abused young girls is now working as a security screener for TSA and has been it has been now revealed. So the CBS3I team in Philadelphia reports that Thomas Harkins, a priest in South Jersey until 2012, is now working at a security terminal at Philadelphia International Airport. Though his main duty is to screen baggage, part of Harkin's job with the TSA also involves screening passengers, passing through body scanners, and conducting pat-downs where necessary. The Diocese of Camden removed him from ministry because it was found he had sexually abused two young girls. Now, in a new lawsuit, a third woman is claiming she also is one of Harkin's victims. See, this is your standard TSA screener, essentially, anymore. Details of the new lawsuit filed in a federal court against Harkin's were revealed by the C. BS team, and they do not make for pretty reading. It says that he sexually abused an 11-year-old girl up to 15 times in the early 1980s when he was a priest at St. Anthony and Padula Parish in Hammerton, New Jersey. Just more wicked, corrupt, rotten fruit from the good old Catholic death cult. The CBS team hacked Harkins down, tracked Harkins down, and confronted him over the allegations. He refused to answer questions, imagine that, and sought refuge in a restricted TSA security area. Well, the little the little uh, worm didn't, didn't like the heat, so he, he, he scurried off to his little rat den so he could hide from the actual reporters, so he didn't have to answer any questions. You know what? When he's burning in hell for eternity... He won't be able to hide there, though. He won't be able to hide where the worm dieth not, neither does the flame. He won't be able to hide there. Quote, they should know who they're hiring, Karen Polster, a Philadelphia spokeswoman with the survivor's network of those abused by priests. I mean, it's called SNAP. They've got a whole network called Survivor's Network of Those Abused by Priests. For all of the Thousands and thousands and thousands of people, little boys and little girls now, a lot of them grown up, who have been abused by this wonderful cadre of pitifelic Catholic death cult priests. No rotten fruit there. No rotten fruit there at all. And I, I guess that's what gets me about it all, because they try to come off like they're so much holy, they're so much better, sanctimonious, holier than thou. And yet, they have this as their uh, legacy, if you will. What unmitigated hypocrisy. Going further, she said, as the public, we are screened to her underwear getting on a plane, and yet they hire a man like that. That's, that's, that's not the exception. That's the rule now, as we will see. The TSA claims that it puts all its employees through background checks and that Harkins was not flagged because criminal charges were never brought against him, which is very, very common because most people, if they're brainwashed into the Catholic death cult, many people never bring charges against their their sexual abusers because it's just... You have to understand there's a huge spiritual component with being a Catholic. 
And if the parents are brought up in this death cult, they've got those Catholic demons. And it's going to be very, very hard for them. Catholic demons are saying, no, no, don't sue, don't sue, don't go after them. Just let it go, let it go. Why? Because they want to keep things in the darkness. The demons that infest these people want to keep things in darkness. So they're going to compel the people. The vast majority of sexual abuse cases never go. Uh, they, they go unpunished because most of the vast, vast majority will never even know about. We don't know the true numbers of how many people have been molested by these devils. Isn't it ironic that the Bible says that, that if, if you're in that position, a, a bishop, priest, and of course, um, it doesn't refer to them as priests in the New Testament, but bishop, elder, deacon, these types of things, are to be the husband of one wife. That's the prerequisite for being a pastor. Okay? Or a spiritual overseer or a bishop or deacon. Or this would fall under the categorization of a priest. Okay? They're supposed to be the husband of one wife. That's prerequisite. If you're not that, you cannot be a pastor. Okay? Not the wife of one husband, which I'm sorry, but disqualifies all women in as the head of a church, as a pastor. For that, I've done a whole teaching on this. What, um, what women can biblically do for the Lord? I just go through the Bible. What does it say? I'm not being chauvinistic. I'm just saying here's what it says. If you have a problem with it, I'm sorry, but your problem is the Word of God, not with me. And it, I'm not being chauvinistic. I'm just saying it's what the Bible says. I'm not going to apologize for what the Bible says, but they're supposed to be the husband of one wife. And yet they go out of the word not to be the husband of one wife. Why? Because they make up the rules as they go. They knew, Satan knew, that if he could create this celibate class of priests, which was totally unnatural, for the most part. Now, not, you know, obviously the Bible talks about some people are actually, um, have that, almost that calling. But that would disqualify them from being a pastor. I mean, if they didn't have a wife. Okay, a man that has not a wife. The Bible does talk about that. But, in this particular case, the Catholic priests go out of the way to defy the word of God, and yet they act like they're in the will of God. They act like they're God's men. They're God's representatives. And it couldn't be anything further from the truth. And this is why, because it is unnatural, they have this, not only that, but that all of the other demons and devils and fallen angels that infest this death cult religion, they have this unbelievable propensity to rape little boys and girls. Because they are doing something against the word of God. Isn't that ironic? And people go there and confess their sins to these devils, these black-robed devils. When the Bible says there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Not Mary, not a priest. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another. But it doesn't say, confess your sins one to another. You don't go and go, go to one other person and say, get into all your gory sins to another person. Okay? You go to the Lord Jesus Christ with that. Father God, through the Lord Jesus Christ for that. If you were going to confess your sins. We're not, confessing your faults is one thing. But again, just like that Bible verse where it says, you know, reproving the unfruitful works of darkness. We don't have to get into all the gory issues of it. It's called rightly dividing the word of truth. So, They've got a whole survivor's network of those abused by priests called SNAP. Just like they've got whole um, networks for people that have been vaccine damaged. 
when you know they get the vaccine and the next day their their child's autistic. Oh, imagine that. I'm sure. I'm sure there's no correlation there at all. They've got whole support groups for them as well. So it goes on to say the TSA claims that it puts all of its employees through background checks and that Harkins was not flagged because of criminal charges were never brought against him. However, as we have repeatedly noted, this is not an isolated case. In fact, the TSA has consistently hired violent criminals and even pedophiles, indicating that the agency does not follow through on background checks. Now, this is one of the main things that corrupt, evil, wicked governments will do. Stalin, Hitler, would hire um, people just fresh out of like the prisons, the worst of the worst of the worst, to do their worst jobs. This is what the TSA are. They're like the the um, the governmental screening version of the Catholic priests, and obviously some Catholic priests have, have defrocked ones have migrated to the TSA because you know they want to be able to do what they did when they were Catholic priests, and this gives them a badge to do it. What they're doing is totally illegal. They're sexually assaulting people. Thousands and thousands and thousands of times per day. And they have no authority to do so. It's not like they're even a police or whatever. What they're doing is just totally flagrantly evil and wicked. But when you have 53 million aborted babies, and I mean, and that's just the ones on record. That's not including the R, the uh, morning after pill. That's not including all the aborted babies from actually birth control. The pill, the patch, these types of things, because those are actually potentially abortifactive as well, as I've covered in times past. When you have all that innocent blood crying out from the land, God's judgment's going to be on a nation. So, I don't, you really don't have to look any further than that to understand why this is all happening. Going further, so, because they've consistently hired violent criminals and pedophiles, this is a strong indicator that the agency does not follow through on background checks. They don't. They want the worst of the worst. Who would want that job? Who in their right mind, and I keep seeing reports over and over again of these TSA agents, I mean, they're stealing stuff, they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're totally, They'll pull people out that they want to screen, in other words, and do pat-downs of, like, if, 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 uh, if, a, uh, if a man sees a really pretty woman, they'll make sure they do this ultra pat-down on her. And, and, or if a lesbian wants to do that, or a gay guy, you know, they, these perverts that flock to this job, the TSA screeners, they get to basically size up whatever prey they want to go for the uh, extended pat-downs and these types of things. I mean, these are the worst of the worst. This is something literally you should really pray against, this wickedness, because it is pure wickedness. I mean, they're, they're doing this to little children. It's a haven for pedophiles. Pat down and sexually traumatize and assault little children. I mean, it doesn't get much worse. Last month, a television station in Atlanta reported that TSA is so swamped with background checks, it is now hiring just about anybody to grope and irritate the public. And a move that could affect security at airports around the nation, the TSA administration confirmed Wednesday it had 
such a backlog of background security checks, airport employees were allowed to hire any employee needed. End of quote. That was from a, from WSB-TV reported. There's a link there if you want to click on it in the PDF. Airport employers were allowed to hire any employee needed? Well, why don't you just go to death row and get the, you know, or, or go to the worst part of the prisons? Well, if they're not doing background checks, that's exactly who they're going to be getting in. If, if they can do it, whatever, I mean, anybody that they get out on the street, anything goes. I mean, who in the right mind would gravitate to that job other than these types of people? So yeah, that's more lovely fruit of not only Catholicism, but also the TSA. Coming to a checkpoint near you. They've got the bulletproof checkpoint booths that are being shipped. They've got, you know, they're going to get, they're going to try to get them out on the road, checkpoints, the whole nine yards, where, where they'll be doing this, this garbage out on the roads. <laughs> I don't know. I might be taking a bullet in the head, I guess, because I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not, I'm not going to let them do it to my daughter. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke every one of these devils. I don't fly now particularly because of this, but they're just they're just squeezing and tightening and just tightening down everywhere you go now where they're going to just try to be everywhere and you're not going to be able to get away from it. So pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. That's all I can say. Because I, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't abide by this. I can't, you know. There's just, there's a certain point you're going to have to draw the line. You know, you go to the Lord in prayer about that, but I just know me and I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let it happen. I'm not saying I'm going to pull a gun or something. I'm just going to say, physically, I can't let that happen. I can't go there. So, you know, whatever happens happens. But because people have let this go and just go to the airports and pay for plane tickets to get on planes to be sexually molested and have stinking pornographic pictures taken of you, which are stored in databases. I'm not coming against my listeners. I'm just saying in general, the American apathetic sheeple people public, because they've done that, they're going to keep doing it. And it's just going to get worse. We've allowed this level of tyranny. So the prison keepers say, okay, we've got the green light. We're going we're gonna to tighten it down more. Because if they put up with that, they'll put up with more tyranny. Is it biblical? For me to turn my daughter over to these devils and say, yes, sexually assault her. I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a little, you know, a little spineless dude over here in the corner. You do whatever you want to my daughter. I can't do that. Well, that's unchristian. It is? So it's more, it's more biblical for me to let them sexually molest my daughter 
and to take pornographic pictures of her. That's biblical, though. In this sense, resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. This next video is called Catholicism, the Child Sacrifice Death Cult with Witness to Murder. I went to residence and school in Moscow in 1941 to 1949. And I had a very, very rough life. I was mistreated in every way. As a young girl, she was seven years old. She was pregnant. And what they did, she had her baby. They took the baby, wrapped it up in a nice pink outfit, took it downstairs. I was in the kitchen with the nun for a cooking supper they took the baby into now before she goes any further here what she's describing this is irene fable describes in a cbc interview july 8 2008 how she witnessed the murder of a baby by the staff at muskowican indian residential school run by roman by the roman catholic church of leestock saskatchewan okay she's describing this uh Imagine this, this segment of the interview is no longer available in the CBC archives. Um, but she's describing what this nun did to this baby that had just been born by one of the Indian girls that was, I believe, impregnated by probably one of the priests there. Yeah, uh, uh, what do you call that, where they make a fire and all that to heat up the school furnace room. They threw that little baby in there and burnt it alive. All you could hear was, that was it. And you could smell that, that, you know, the flesh cooking. Uh-uh. It's a big mistake when people say we were treated good. No way. There's a lot of things that happen in, in those boarding. The good old Catholic boarding school that they had for the Indians uh, there in Canada, and this is more fruit of the Catholic Church, throwing a little baby alive into a, a, a nun, wrapping it in swaddling clothes and throwing it into a furnace alive, they're sacrificed to Moloch, evidently. Sick devils from the pit of hell. How could you possibly do such a thing? And yet they'll act so pious, and so sanctimonious, and so self-righteous, and so holier than thou. And yet they'll do this stuff all day long, and not bat an eye. That is demon possession. That is absolute 100% sold out to Satan, conscience seared with a hot iron. No conscience whatsoever. Their soul is so black. If you could look into it, it would be as black as night. How could you do such a thing, you sick devils? I mean, if it would be possible, I pray to God their soul be saved. I do, but I just don't, you know, I don't see how that's going to really be a viable option for anyone that has crossed that type of line. Okay, next video. Uh, got this picture. You've probably seen it. Pope Benedict XVI loving his appearance of evil. He's in front of this um, unbelievably, wickedly horrific... I mean, this statue is like... 
looks like it's 35 feet, 35 feet high. I don't know how, how wide. 100 feet, maybe 150, I don't know. It is the, one of the most wicked things I've ever seen. And it's evidently something that uh, is... Um, Um, associated with Catholicism for quite a while. This picture is uh, on Friday, May 11th. The concert was held in the Paul VI Audience Hall in Pope Benedict XVI's honor to mark the seventh anniversary anniversary of these of his. I always put unholy pontificate because I will not associate anything holy with this devil death cult. Uh, this whole thing was hosted by the Italian president, uh, Giorgio Napolitano. And you can, you get, you got to really look at this picture to see it to believe it. I mean, it's just, it's got like all these skulls and demons and stuff coming up from the background. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to play this video here and you can kind of hear the uh, context of the whole thing here. What's up guys? Uh, Mitch Fox bad. just put this uh, video out earlier and I went and uh did a little more research on this, and uh, this is a, I don't really have much, many words for this, but uh, he just put out this picture, and this is not Photoshop, this is an actual thing, and I, I'll, I'll show it to you, I'll prove it to you, but uh, if this ain't disturbing, I don't know what is, this is supposed to be Jesus, and I, I use the word supposed to be, and uh, these people sit around this thing like an idol. And uh, this is a close-up picture of Jesus right here. It's supposed to be Jesus. And I went... It, it looks like it, it's this real morbid, creepy picture. And it looks like his head is half tore off. If, if you look at it, you, you really... It looks like his head is about half tore off. And it's, it's this just morbid, creepy sculpture that you're looking at. And he's got... He's got close-ups of it as well. And looked at it closer. And I don't know about y'all, but this looks like a reptilian head. I mean, look, you got the eyes, and then you got the mouth, and you know, here, the, the brain, the skull. But this is a close-up picture. It, it really does. If you look, I never had seen it from that angle before, but it looks like a, it looks like a reptilian head coming off the back of his skull. It's, it's, I guess it's his hair, but it looks like a reptilian head. Coming off the back of his skull. Looks like a straight up reptilian Jesus. And this, I mean, what is this? And going back, this looks like skulls and demons and stuff coming out from the pits of hell. Yeah. And this is what they sit around. And I went and looked, and uh, this thing is called the Resurrection by uh, whatever his name is. And this thing was actually built in 1977. So these popes have been sitting around this for uh, 20, 30 years. But when I first saw this on Mig Foxbat's uh, video, uh, the first thing that came to my mind was this scripture, uh, Revelations 9-11, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. If this ain't a bottomless pit, I don't know what it is. Whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue is Apollyon. 
Uh, if this if this don't make you sick, I don't, I don't know what will. And if the, anybody thought that this is just holy and beautiful, I, 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 I don't even know what to say. Now, you have to understand, in this picture, the Pope is literally sitting directly in the center of the stage with, it looks like, a cardinal on each side, and then he's got his Vatican guard, those guys that dress up real goofy looking with those striped outfits on. Um, and they're, they're there on stage with him. And the Pope is directly dead center under this horrific, hellish, demon-infested scene of this Jesus that looks like he's got half his, his, his neck's tore off with this reptilian thing hanging off the back of him. He's right underneath this. So, really, you know, I, I guess it, it, it kind of, um, I guess it shouldn't really surprise us any, you know, but but um, uh, the flagrance is pretty much unbelievable here. But this is, they've been sitting around this thing since 1977. This is sick. This ain't holy. I, I don't even know what they think they're doing. The statue of the Resurrection, located in the Vatican's Paul VI Audience Hall, is receiving some restoration work, which is scheduled to finish by December 9th. The statue can often be seen behind the Pope during his general audiences that are held in the hall. October 3rd also marked the 34th anniversary since the statue was introduced to the hall by its creator, Pericle Fazzini. Fazzini created the statue to show Jesus rising from the crater of a nuclear bomb. The re- That's really biblical. Jesus rising from the crater of a nuclear bomb. Number one, it's not Jesus. And a nuclear bomb, I mean, no, it's it, it looks hellish. But then again, you know, you look at all the things the Catholic Church associates itself with, really shouldn't surprise us any. Surrection is made from red bronze and yellow brass and measures 66 feet tall and 23 feet wide. All right, but anyway, I give you a picture of that um, in the... Uh, on, it's going to be on page 7 of the PDF for uh, May 28, 2012, big picture. And there's several other links you can click on if you want to even see a bigger picture and see more information on this particular subject. I give, there's four different links I have here. I'm not going to click into them all. Um, and one of them was a, was a another YouTube video listener of mine put up about it as well. So, yeah, it's about as morbid of a thing as I've ever seen. Let's go further. Let's look, let's look at more wonderful fruit from the Catholic Church. Vatican, Pope to strengthen special relationships with the PLO, the Palestine, Palestine Liberation Organization, um, you know, terrorist organization. Here's a picture of good old Yasser Arafat kissing the hand of the late Pope John Paul II. Uh, to secure churches in the Palestine territories, the unholy see, I always put unholy, uh, will strengthen the special relations with the PLO. This is, in essence, from a fresh press release in the Vatican. A pontifical delegation has returned from Ramallah, where there has where talks have been held between the Unholy See and the Palestine Liberation Organization, or the PLO. Uh, when, and remember, Yasser Arafat has been noted saying on many times that the only solution for the Jewish problem is driving them into the sea, the eradication of every single Jew on the planet, um, you know, that's the only thing that, that's their only remedy, okay, period. They're just total eradication um, is the only remedy. So, this um, 
The Vatican signed a basic agreement with the PLO in 2000. The talks aim at a comprehensive international agreement regulating and promoting the presence and activities of the Catholic Church in the Palestine territories. Both sides agreed on establishing a working group to elaborate the aforementioned comprehensive agreement. And there's a Vatican press release link here you can see. Now, the author of this article replied by saying, the Vatican is of course flattered that an Islamic terrorist organization promises not to persecute Catholic churches in a proposed Islamic statehood, which will keep, which will become a Jew-free zone. Uh, just like Catholic churches struck a deal with Hitler to keep Catholic churches open, now we're going to look at that a little bit more later, they did do that. They, they struck a deal with Hitler to keep the Catholic churches open while the Jews were slaughtered in gas chambers by the German Liberation Organization. In other words, that's a pl- play on words where we've got Palestine Liberation Organization. Well, the former to that was, is, in his version, was the German Liberation Organization who ruled in Berlin. It is a shame that there's total silence from the Vatican in regards to the PLO and the Islamic world's refusal to recognize the state of Israel. The Vatican is also praising Mahmoud Abbas, who is a Holocaust denier. Yeah, all those, all those pictures, all those first-hand accounts, none of that ever happened. The Holocaust never even happened. None of those, all those bodies stacked up like cordwood, all the thousands of people that witnessed the death camps when they came into, after World War II, all the American troops who had first-hand accounts, all that's, all that's a lie. The, the Holocaust never happened. And, and look at the people who deny it. The, 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 the Muslims who, who want a total Jewish Holocaust. They, I mean, they want total eradication of the Jews. It's in the Quran. It commands them to kill, slay, and behead the Jews first. And then all those that, you know, will not accept Islam as their, their religion. It commands them to behead and kill them. I've read the verses from the Quran before. And yet they're the same ones that deny the Holocaust. And yet that's the very thing they want. What unmitigated hypocrisy. You know, this is a real match made in hell. Catholicism yoked up with Islam. Two totally hypocritical, death cult religions yoked up in lockstep. You know, it just warms the cockles of my heart to see that happen. I tell you, it's just a wonderful thing, isn't it? I'm sorry, but I, I just cannot help but be sarcastic about this. The, the, the hypocrisy of Islam and Catholicism is just, it reaches such heights, and yet it's just totally, this information is totally um, twisted and suppressed on mainstream media. You know, So here's the next article. Israel is, a, is Satan with a tail in a poem recited by a child on Islamic TV. The Palestine Authority TV children's program called The Best Home. I mean, they've got all these cartoons, Islamic cartoons, and they'll say, oh, we die for Allah, you know, um, kill all the Jews, you know, all this stuff that they literally have on cartoons, and they'll recite them, and they, they got these romper room environments, and they have all the little kids marching around, how they're... they're now they say they're going to die for Allah and kill the Jews and slaughter them and drive them into the sea. And this is the kind of brainwashing these children experience at the, at the at an unbelievably early age. Um, so, the, this children's program, The Best Home, featuring a child reciting a poem promoting pan-Arabianism, the poem by an Egyptian writer included the following words, quote, Our enemy Zion is Satan with a, with a tail. Here's a link you can click to view it. If you like, 
Palestine Media Watch has documented that demonization of Israel and the Jews is common in the Palestinian Authority and the structures under its control. Uh, you can click this link to view more examples of the Palestinian Authority demonization of Israel. The following is part of a poem recited by a girl on Palestinian TV followed by the host's appreciation. The host says to the little girl, Layla, what do you want to um, recite next? Layla says, when I was young, I was taught Arabness is my honor and that our lands extend from one end to the other, meaning that all of it's theirs. You look at Israel. It's like, it, it is such, it's this tiny little sliver of land compared to the Middle East. I mean, tiny. And it's just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Okay, because they keep giving land away. So then that just means that the Arabs can just bring up, the uh, Islamists can just move the rockets in a little bit closer and get a better bead on their targets. Every time they give away more land, it totally backfires on them. So, there, and she says, our lands extend from one end to the other. And that our ways were for the Al-Aska Mosque. Um, and that our enemy, Zion, is Satan with a tail. Zion meaning all the Jews. Okay? Now, does that mean I'm saying the Jews are perfect and puritanical? And all? No, I'm not saying that. The Bible says that blindness in part has happened to the Jews until the fullness of the Gentile come in. Okay? So, they've been blinded to a lot of things um, regarding Jesus Christ until the fullness of the Gentile come in. I've done a whole teaching on this called uh, The Reason for uh, the Jews' Affliction, Biblical Affliction, something to that effect. You can key in Jews or affliction in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. So, I, I mean, I try to maintain a happy medium here. I'm not saying that, you know, a Jew is a, is a Jew and is saved by the blood that runs through his veins like John Hagee does. Called, uh, which is called ethnic salvation, meaning, you know, we don't even need to witness to the Jews because they're already saved. That's a bunch of garbage. Okay? So, again, I have a happy medium here. I'm not just, you know, putting my blanket stamp of approval on anything they do, but this is, without a doubt, no exception, that the that Islam has as its primary goal total eradication of the Jewish race, to wipe them off the planet, to drive them into the sea, and then, after them, to go after everyone else that does not accept Allah as their God. It is in the Quran, it is commanded by them, and their job is to make jihad, or holy war, against the infidels. What is an infidel? Somebody that doesn't believe um, in is, is Islam is their, you know... Religion, uh, Allah is their God. That is an infidel. But the Jews are the primary ones they want to go after first. So, she goes on to say that our enemy Zion is Satan with a tail. Our division is by your hands. Meaning, meaning Zion is the reason that their land is supposedly divided, even though they've got this tiny little piece of land that the Arabs can't even stand to have that. And then it says, may your hands be cut off. What a nice little thing for a little girl to be saying. And then it says, we are fed up with our division. People, while all people are uniting, end of quote. And then the host says, bravo, bravo, bravo. I mean, these sick devils. I mean, they're, I've reported on all the sick garbage that Islam does. The, the dancing boys of Afghanistan, have you seen that one? Where they, they all these, these sick Islamic men go and they watch these little boys like, you know, 8, 9, 10 dance around and then they pay to take them home and, and make them their little sex slaves and stuff. And that this is a status symbol there. 
I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. The fact that they can have temporary marriages and, and that they can, they can go and, and molest girls, um, these Islamic supposed holy men like Khomeini and them can go molest girls like three, four, five years of age and then, and then give them a temporary marriage and then, and then divorce them the next day. That account of that man who said he had brought Khomeini into his house and that he had, he had given him his three-year-old daughter and, and, and that he molested her the whole night and he could hear screams in the next room. And, 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 and then that maggot walked out the next day and, and, and like he's still some holy man of, of whatever. Are you kidding me? This is the fruit of Islam, just like the fruit of Catholicism. Any death cult, that's where you're going to end up. Molesting little children, pedophiles at the highest levels, every single time. And yet again, they come off and act like they're so disgusted with the West because their morality is so much better than ours. I'm not saying the West's morality is great, okay? I'm not saying America is not a cesspool. But for them, it, again, it's just the hypocrisy, I think, that bothers me the most because it's so hypocritical. Anyway, I give you several teachings I've done on this subject. Uh, the double face of Islam, Israel, Islam, uh, um, uh, World War Three Cataclysm imminent. Now, this was back in 2007, so, okay, it's a little bit dated, but Islam, uh, Muslim Islamic religion hypocrisy exposed, and then Obama to abandon Israel while embracing the Islamic nations. Well, why wouldn't he? He's a Muslim, as we've proven that in many teachings, and not to mention, I believe, the last one that we just did as well. All right, let's go further here. Um, this is a comment I made on 5.14.12, which relates to this whole subject. We're talking a lot today about um, discernment, Catholicism, hypocrisy, TSA, Catholicism, um, just those subjects kind of commingled in a lot of these different things. My comment, I said this on 5.14.12. I just checked Tom Horn's website, the Raiders News Network, and was once again sickened by all the Catholic Church and Pope praise. I keep hoping that he'll stop doing this, but he just doesn't seem to ever stop. It's like you go up there now, and it's like a Catholic website. If you didn't know any better, if you were a Catholic and you went on Tom Horn's website, you would think that it was a Catholic website. That's my impression. I'm going to get into that. Also, this guy... Rick Wiles on True News, who interviews Tom Horn, goes out of his way at the start of this interview to make it clear that he has many Catholic listeners and that he is not here to offend any of them. Now, I know he's done some good interviews. I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm not saying there's not things you can't glean from Tom Horn. Okay, I'm not saying that. But the fact is, if you really love these people, why aren't you warning them they're going straight to hell if they keep trusting in this works-based death cult? Why aren't you warning them of this? Why are you placating them and telling them how much you admire them half the time and praising the Pope and saying, no, no, there's none of that. There's no warning. Oh, we wouldn't want to offend them. Oh, you know what? It's going to be really offensive for them when they plunge into hell. And they're burning forever. And they look up at you and say, why didn't you warn me? Why did you just placate me? Why did you just want to tickle my ears? Why? That's where the rubber meets the road. So, 
he goes out of his way, Rick, Rick Wiles, to make it clear that he has many Catholic listeners and he's not here to offend any of them. Hear it for yourself. This is a link right off Tom Horn's site. Rick Wiles and Tom Horn discuss Petrus Romanus, his new book. I mean, it's, it's like a, it's like this assault to the senses. I mean, the site is so big. There's so many advertisements. It's literally off my webpage. I can't even, when I click on the webpage, it's like off the screen. I have to like scroll over with the bar. There's so many advertisements. Sell this, sell this, buy this, buy that. Oh my word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this. Now, I just added this. Just added this to my research on Tom Horn. Because I've already done six different parts, no, seven different teachings, seven different parts of teachings on this subject. My comment, again, notice, in the next, actually, hold on, i got to change this, I think it's five now, because I added to this. In the next five articles posted on Tom Horn's website, that everything hinges now on what the Vatican is withholding from Catholics regarding the third secret of Fatima. Everything hinges on that now. Why do I care about some demon, demonic, fallen angelic apparition? Why am I going to base my faith or my actions in the future on some false devil apparition from the Catholic Church? Why, where, what biblical precedent do I have for that? I have Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse warning me not to do that. But now, when you go to his site, it's like everything hinges on this. What has the Catholic Church been withholding? What is this? And it's like, why do I need to know all this stuff? So, Notice in the next five articles posted on Tom Horn's website that everything hinges on what the Vatican is withholding from the Catholics regarding the third secret of Fatima. As if we all desperately need the full disclosure of this evil, ungodly, demonic apparition to finally have the full picture regarding the end times. What is, I mean, what is the not-so-subtle message that he's sending here? He's saying that you have to have the Catholic Church and their apparitions and, their, and all their false prophecies even though some may have come true, oh well, I could care less. So what? Nostradamus got it right some of the time too. Does that mean I'm going to follow Nostradamus? No. Remember, a prophet, according to Deuteronomy 18, has to get it right 100% of the time, and what he's saying has to not contradict the Bible. Everything the Catholic Church does essentially contradicts the Bible. Most of the time, it's false religion at its finest. So, we have to have all this, though. Now, there, there's a great video on this called Messages from Heaven. Key, go up to um, YouTube. Key in Messages from Heaven, like Catholic. And you'll see it. It's, it's up there. And it's a whole thing on where they break down all these Marian apparitions. And I think the Fatima's in there. And they analyzed what did this Marian or the Lady of Medjugorje or whatever appeared, what were they saying? Now, these are the only go over the ones that were absolutely approved by the Catholic Church. Because not all apparitions are approved by the Catholic Church. Invariably, every single time, what is being told by these fallen angels or whatever they are, devils, demons, that are appearing 
and posing as either Mary or whoever else, always contradict the word of God. Always. Always. Mary's telling everyone, I'm the co-redemptrix. What does that mean? That means you get redeemed, you get saved through me and Jesus. See, he's my son, and he's angry. And you have to go through me to get to him, because I'm the only one that can appease my angry son. That's how Mary is actually portrayed in the Baltimore Catechism that the Catholics are taught. They show Jesus on like this throne, and he's just beating the sides of it, and only Mary can go to him and appease her angry son. So that's why you've got to go to Mary. There is only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, as the word of God says. Not Mary. Uh, Chick Track has a great uh, track on that. It's called, Why is Mary Crying? If you want to know more about that, just go up to chick.com, go to the tracks, the English, and they're all in alphabetical order. Go to the one, Why is Mary Crying? You can, you can read it right there. It's, it's really good. It explains the whole thing. So, we don't need satanic prophecies and visions in order to have the truth, though. All we need is the Word of God. Okay? That's what we need, is the Word of God. We don't need satanic prophecies and visions in, have, in order to have the truth. In fact, Satan can offer us nothing but lies and deception. But according to Tom Horn, it is of utmost importance all these false demonic Catholic prophecies be decoded and brought forth in order for Christianity in general to finally get the full end time picture, which I say are lies. I don't need the Catholic Church. I don't need what they've got to offer. I see what they've got to offer. It's death and hell. And it's always been death and hell and corruption. I don't need any of it. And you don't either as a Christian. Notice also the constant blaming of Vatican II. They, they constant, see, here's the deal. Here's, here's the catch. Here's the hook. The constant blaming by Tom Horn. Raiders News Network of Vatican II for the current corrupted state of the Catholic Church. See, it's all Vatican II's fault. See, it just got corrupted since Vatican II. See, the Catholic Church was much more conservative before Vatican II. Oh yes, the wonderful fruit. Oh, the, the, you know, the hundreds of years of inquisitions with 60 million martyrs. That's good fruit. Good, 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 good fruit. All the adding to the word of God, the pedophile priesthood, the corruption of the popes. All oh, that's so good. You're right. They were really puritanical before Vatican II. But it's just been since then, these evil Masonic infiltrators, as they keep saying over and over again, have corrupted the Catholic Church. Oh, now I know. Golly gee whiz, I'm so glad I finally found this out. It's unbelievable. Let me read this again. Notice also the constant blaming of Vatican II for the current corrupted state of the Catholic Church. Ignoring the fact that it has always been corrupted from its satanic inception. Also notice the constant use of applying holy terms to anything, to any highly regarded thing Catholic in Tom Horn's articles. I am so sick of reading these articles on his website where everything, all of these unbelievably holy terms are applied to anything having to do with Catholicism. It is truly disgusting to see him and other supposed Christians lick the Pope's boots over and over again when they should be warning Catholics they are on their way to hell if they keep trusting in this works-based death cult for salvation and not pointing Catholics to the true Jesus Christ in the Word of God. 
No, we're just going to placate them. They're all going to hell, but it's okay. That's okay. We don't have a problem with that. They can burn in hell for eternity. We don't really care. As long as we don't offend them. That's exactly what they're saying. You couldn't convince me otherwise. I've seen just way too much of this. Let's read the first. This is the lead story on Tom Horn's website from the Catholic News Service on 5-14-12. I went just, you know, in the last week or so. Actually, no, this is 5-14. It's the last two weeks. I just went up there periodically. Every time I go up there, it's a Catholic. It's, a, it's, a, it's linked to a Catholic website. Every time. Oh, but I'm wrong. I'm, I know. I'm just blowing things out of proportion. I'm just way off base. You're right. Because I've had some people write me and say I need to make, and I, I'm going to read you what I told them. I should make a public apology. When he's the one doing all this stuff. Not me. He. I'm supposed to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, their own carnal desires. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. I just heard them on this new age radio broadcast the other day, Red Ice Radio. I mean, you know, that's not Christian at all. And interviewing this guy, there's no, there's no problem there. No problem having some unsaved, undone guy interviewing him about, you know, the Petrus Romanus book, you know, and the Catholic Church. No, no problem at all. Everything hinges on all these, these Catholic prophecies. It's just really the only thing that matters. The Bible's very little talked about. Just, it's all the, it's all the Catholic prophecies. It's just what we've really got to concern ourselves with, you know. The, it, it, it's, it's ironic because all of these prophecies made by these, these, Catholics that are burning in hell right now, these Jesuits, that are burning in hell right now, this very second, and that means I should trust them because they're all burning in hell for eternity? And then that means I should follow them? I guess I'm just crazy. I, I should trust in all these guys burning in hell and, and whatever they said in this light, and even though they were in this black death call from the pit of hell. No, you're right. I, I should trust in them. And and, and go by whatever they say. And, 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 and my whole Christian life should hinge on that. You're right. Yeah, it seems reasonable to me. No, this is the lead story on Tom Horn's website from the Catholic News Service on 51412. Catholic News Service, lead story. I'm just going to read you this. A Catholic News Agency admits that many still question if Fatima was fully disclosed. New book, Petrus Romanus, seen renewing debate. It's like he wants to insert himself within Catholicism and bridge the gap between Christians and Catholics and, and see what common ground we can have and, 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 and let's get into these prophecies and let's just ignore everything else. All the stuff I said today about how evil and wicked the Catholic Church is and what a false hypocrisy, death cult religion they are. Just ignore all that. The fact that all the Catholics are on their way to hell eh, doesn't matter. Let's just find common ground, just like that commercial I played earlier. Now, this is right off his website. It says, for a highly dedicated group of Catholics, the anniversary of the apparition is an occasion for exploring their belief that the Vatican is still hiding a portion of Mary's revelations. Oh, my. Oh, my. I mean, what, what signal does the first sentence send? For a highly dedicated group of Catholics? The anniversary of the apparition is an occasion for exploring the belief 
that the Vatican is still hiding a portion of Mary's revelations? The controversy is associated in a particular way with the pontificate of the blessed John Paul, or the, of the pontificate of blessed John the 23rd. Why would you refer to some devil burning in hell, some devil pope burning in hell as blessed? Is that his title in hell right now? Blessed? Blessed John the 23rd? Is it? Is that his title in hell? Right now? Let's go further. Because one of the Fatima visionaries, Sister Lucia Dos Santos, committed the so-called third secret to writing with instructions that the Pope should read it in the year 1916, 1960. Blessed John, who was the Pope from 1958 to 1963, declined to reveal the secret, though, which was reportedly published by the Vatican in 2000. But some argue that the long-suppressed document contains something more disturbing than was disclosed. Perhaps a prophecy of what they call the Great Apostasy, the moderniz the moderniz modernizing I can't say this I'm sorry modernizing changes that followed the Second Vatican Council from 1962 to 1965 which was called by blessed John now notice here again over and over and over it's always this great apostasy which is what's in this third secret of Fatima that the church has suppressed, the Second Vatican Council, Vatican II, they've suppressed this, this prophecy, what they call the great apostasy, because they don't want to have to deal with it, because they're part of the problem. See, that's the whole problem, is Vatican II. And what Vatican II caused was this great apostasy in the church. Like it wasn't already totally apostate, to its very core? Oh, no, no. It's just because of these wicked, evil, Masonic infiltrators in Vatican II that this happened. We've left, we've left the purity of the Catholic, Catholic doctrine. This is the message, loud and clear, I'm seeing from Raiders News Network and Tom Horn over and over and over and over. One man, going back to the article, says one man with whom such skeptics would very much like to talk to is Archbishop Louis F. Carpovilla, blessed John's personal secretary who was present when the Pope read the secret for the first time. Notice how they keep saying blessed, blessed, over and over. All this, these, these terms of just admiration. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Yeah. Now that was a link directly to the Catholic News Service. Lead story. Lead. Not like, this wasn't like, He's got a gigantic website, okay? I mean, probably at least a hundred articles per, every time he put, publishes a new newsletter. A hundred. This was at the very, very top. Okay, so going further, this is the next, uh, one of the next articles in that, from that particular day. And it's entitled, as detailed in the new book, Petrus Romanus. I mean, the guy is such a self-promoter, I've never seen anything like it. Famous Italian media personality alleges Fatima cover-up. 
In his uncharacteristically explosive response to Cardinal Bertoni, Antonio Sochi concluded the Vatican had withheld an important part of the Fatima revelation during its celebrated press conference and release of the message of Fatima. Sochi describes in the introduction to his book how at first he truly believed the Vatican's official version of the Fatima message, which with its release to the public claimed to be the final secret. Then Sochi came across an article by Italian journalist Vittorio Massori entitled The Vatican Secret, The Cell of Sister Lucy Has Been Sealed. And a series of questions cast suspicions on the Vatican's authorized publication. See, it's all about all oh, this intrigue of what hasn't the Vatican really showed us? Because that's where we're really going to get the real dirt, the real truth. Finally, because our lives, as we all know, hinge on all these false, demonic, Vatican-based prophecies from all their demon-possessed prophets. Over the years, I mean, it makes sense to me, biblically, right? Come on! So, going further, in a series of questions, um, cast suspicions on the Vatican's authorized publication, not long after, Sochi came across a second similar thesis, published in Italy by a young and careful writer named Solidio Paolini, which convinced Sochi to begin a probe of his own, focusing on the biggest question of them all. Was a portion of Lucy's handwritten document, which contained the principal words of the Blessed Virgin Mother, concerning end times conditions in Rome, being withheld from the public by the Vatican due to its potential explosive content. Let's break this down. That last sentence was a portion of Lucy's, this nun who's been locked away, sequestered because of what she supposedly knows all these years, was a portion of uh, Sister Lucy's handwritten document which contained, now this is right off Tom Horn's website, which contained the principal words of the Blessed Virgin Mother concerning end time conditions at Rome being withheld from the public by the Vatican due to its potential explosive content. Now, so, he's referring to this Marian apparition, the third secret of Fatima, where these three school children, this supposed demonic, demon-possessed, fallen angel, whatever it was that appeared to these three school children, three school children, third secret of Fatima, at Fatima, This is from who they're referring to as the Blessed Virgin Mother. Now, it was a fallen angel, most likely. Tom Horn's referring to her as the Blessed Virgin Mother, like it's really Mary. I mean, it's on his website. It's right here. Why would he do that? I've already told you that that whole tape, Messages from Heaven, breaks down all of these different apparitions and tells you all of the unbiblical things contrary to the word of God that, that these that supposedly these Marian apparitions have said, and they always contradict the word of God. Always. Always. And yet, this is such... So we know that this, this apparition is a liar from the pit of hell. And yet... We must have to have this information in order to be, in order to actually have the full picture, to be complete Christians. Um, it, it's really disgusting. The whole gist of it is they're saying that 
Benedict is going to be probably either die or killed pretty soon, and that the next pope that is going to arise is going to be either like the false prophet or the Antichrist. That may very well be true. Which, if that happens, will validate Tom Horn and further point people as far as I'm concerned, to the purity of the Catholic Church. Not, not, not what the Church is degenerated into. Because that's the whole point of this. That the, that the Catholic Church is going to become apostate. Like it's not already apostate. But the good Catholics out there, the ones that really want to maintain the conservative Catholic doctrines throughout the ages, they're the ones that are going to finally see the light and really know what's going on. And us Christians can jump on that same bandwagon and go to hell just like they're going. That's the message I'm seeing loud and clear. And it's over and over and over and over again he keeps doing this stuff. Here's the next article. Tom Horn and Chris Putnam investigated the Lucia Fatima, found her trapped inside a Vatican-imposed mafia code of silence. Oh boy. Something about the third and final secret was different. A phenomenon evidently to avoid an off obfuscated at all costs by the hierarchy of Rome. At a minimum, it spoke of the apostatizing of the clergy and the dogma that followed Vatican II. See, it's all Vatican II's fault. And those pesky Masonic infiltrators, too. They've left the purity of, 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 of the uh, Catholic religion. And yet, perhaps, these were simply devices that led to something more sinister. Elements so dark that it was keeping Lucy awake at night. Sister Lucy was awake at night. Mm. When she finally had written down the, the secret in 1944 under obedience to Rome, she had a hard time doing so because of its terrifying contents. Oh boy. It had taken a f fresh visit from the Holy Mother herself to convince Lucy it was okay. Evidently the Holy Mother is this Marian apparition. The Holy Mother. This is straight from good old Tom Horn's website. No, this isn't going to cause any confusion if, if, a, if a true born-again Christian was up here reading this. It wouldn't cause any confusion at all, no. And, in, and then in the years following, she had been ordered by the Vatican to remain silent concerning its disclosure. Visits to her for hours at a time were made by Cardinal Bertoni, under orders from the Pope, during which the two of them would go over the diminutive aspects of the vision in private. Okay, here's the next one. This is the lead story on Tom Horn's website from the National Catholic Register from 5-15-12. This is the next day. The, those first three articles were just from one day. I believe they were like the top three or four articles on his website. All I mean, if that's not Catholic promoting, I don't know what is. Here's the next day. The lead story, again, from the National Catholic Register, a different Catholic website, from 5-15-12. It's entitled, Human or Superhuman, Catholic Church Begins Teaching on Human Genetic Engineering. Human genetic engineering has always been the stuff of science fiction novels and blockbuster Hollywood films, except that it no longer confined to books and movies. Scientists and doctors are already attempting to genetically alter human beings and ourselves. So, what does the church say about the genetic engineering of humans? The majority of Catholics would likely say that the church opposes any... Now, notice, it's the church, the church, the church. Catholic church is not the church. Okay, but remember what that commercial I just played you from a Catholic, from the Catholics? 
how they're saying the church, and then they and then they'll go and they'll say where you could put the church, it just says Catholics. This is exactly the same thing that Tom Horn's doing here. Let me read it to you again. So what does the church, meaning the Catholic Church, say about genetic engineering of humans? The majority of Catholics, notice the interposing of the two terms, notice the majority of Catholics would likely say that the church opposes any genetic modification in humans. But now, but that is not what our church teaches. Actually, the church does support human genetic engineering. It just has to be the right kind. Surprised? Most Catholics probably are. Okay, what kind of message is that sending? Over and over. He's his own worst enemy. I mean, if he's... He's not trying to hide this anymore. If I didn't know any better, if I just went up on his site for the first time, I think it's a Catholic website. That's what it's turned into. Absolutely, totally Catholic website. Oh, imagine this. Here's the lead story on Tom Horn's website from 5-21-12. Here's another lead story. Catholic concern raised over the arrival of Petrus Romanus, secrets of Fatima, and the start of the end times following Benedict. Oh, boy. Doesn't get much better. Goes on by saying, a month ago, I interviewed a very holy priest, Father John Carlo. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to hear, I mean, don't, please don't email me that, that this guy's not trying to do this. Don't, don't, please don't, because it is so flagrantly obvious what he's doing here. He is a Catholic church Poster boy, errand boy, whatever you want to call. He's not even remotely trying to hide it. I'm just pointing out the obvious at this point. A month ago, I interviewed a very holy priest. (laughs) This is how it starts out. Father, the Bible says call no man father but your father in heaven. Anyway, Father John Carlo Rosales of the Franciscan Friars of the Immaculate. Oh boy, doesn't that sound just high and lofty and holy. The Franciscan Friars of the Immaculate. These guys are incredible fry cooks. Let me tell you, they can fry stuff like you. They can fry anything, these guys. That's why they call them friars. I mean, they are the most unbelievably adept fry cooks on the planet. Sorry, a little Catholic humor. Anyway, they, the, um, the Franciscan Friars of the Immaculate in a TV show that I entitled The Fourth Secret of Fatima. This week, we did a sequel to that show entitled Are We Now in the End Times? We did it in a time in time for our 95th anniversary of the first apparition of our Blessed Virgin Mary in Fatima, Portugal. This is straight off good old Tom Horn's site. He's more Catholic than most Catholics are, it sounds like. How much more can you promote them in in, in It's unbelievable. Right off his website. What triggered my curiosity is that Our Lady, meaning this Blessed Virgin Mary, now what, when they say that, they're talking about the false, fallen angelic version of this Marian apparition in Fatima, Portugal, 95 years ago, that we've proven is a devil, okay? But no, 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 they refer to her, Tom Horn on his website refers to her as our Blessed Virgin Mary in Fatima, Portugal. Then she's referred to as Our Lady revealed to the children, which Sister Lucia wrote and made public, that the Pope would be climbing up on top of the ruins over the dead bodies of martyrs and would be shot and killed. 
So the question is, who was that Pope revealed in the third secret? Who was that Pope revealed in the third secret of Fatima? Because evidently that's what everything hinges on, you know. I will limit this to what was predicted that would happen to Pope St. Pius the Tenth um, in who was the Pope in 1903-1914, and who prayed with Franciscan friars and then went into a trance, a demonic trance, that is. I suggest that you should also Google St. Malachemy, because we need more false Jesuit um, priesty guys that have had more um, demonic visions and prophecies because again our life does hinge on that i mean as as christians it, it should always hinge on that i mean the bible does say you know cursed be the man that trusteth in man and then make it flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the lord i mean when you're trusting in all this garbage you're trusting in man and you're trusting in demon possessed men and women who are in hell right now who cares what they said I don't need it. All I need is the word of God. I suggest you should Google St. Malcolmy, who predicted the last pope. And in his list, Pope Benedict XVI, who would be the second to last pope. St. Malcolmy's prophecies are highly accurate. Oh boy. I'm sold. I don't know about you. Okay, so, the, again, this link here goes to a Filipino website, a Filipino a Catholic website. So, again... All of these links are right to Catholic websites. There's no warning on Tom Horn's site at all. Nothing. No warning about, well, this is a Catholic website and obviously they're in a false religion and they're all going to hell and we need to pray for them and witness to them and, and, and hopefully they'll come out. No, 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 no. No, no, it's promotion. It's pointing to them. There's none of that. But you're, you're you know, I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong for pointing this out. It's true. Now, I give you my teachings here um, on the subject. Catholic Doctrine Promoting the Apocrypha Exposed. Raiders News Network and Tom Horn. There's a three-part study there. And then the teaching I did, Tom Horn, Raiders News Network, Gary Stearman, David Flynn, and Sir Isaac Newton. Warnings and Concerns. Three-part teaching there. And then the recent teaching I did, parts two and three of my end-time current event for 2.12.12, where I also get into more... I, I can't hardly keep up with all the stuff Tom Horn's doing. Now... Regarding a rebuke I received that I should not be exposing Tom Horn and make a public apology, this was my recent response to this particular lady. I said to her, sorry, but he has made way too many public comments and posted far too many articles on his own website, flagrantly pointing people to Catholicism for me to make a public apology to him or stop exposing what he's doing. Over and over, he has made it clear that the Catholic Church has just been infiltrated since Vatican II by these Masonic infiltrators, and that is why she is currently corrupted. In other words, Catholicism would be fine if it wasn't for the changes that have taken place since Vatican II, which is a total lie from the pit of hell, as it has always been corrupted from its inception. As a result of these massive mixed signals, he has created a massive amount of confusion among his followers. Just read the comments below many of the articles he posts on his own website. Many of them, which I've read online. These are people that are emailing, or like posting comments on the things, and they're like, why are you doing this? Why are you promoting these Catholic devils? What are you doing? And then there's Catholics on there defending them. <laughs> so it's great. 
great when you've got the Catholics coming to your aid as a supposed born-again Bible-believing Christian. So, I, then I go on to say, it's not my fault he has done this. And the two quotes you posted from the book Petrus Romanus do not undo or, quote, negate all the other flagrant quotes I have cited over and over and over in my teachings on him. Oh, there's, you can tell by reading the book that he doesn't believe any... Oh, oh, really? Really? Then why does he post all the stuff on his website that I just read? And all of the other teachings that I've done? Why, why is that? So, you post a couple po- uh, quotes from your book and that, that undoes, that negates all of this other flagrant promotion of the religion? No, it's something you can point to and say, See, I really don't... I'm really not doing this. No, 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 no. That doesn't count. You're flagrantly promoting it on your own website, which far more people are going to read than that book that you've been peddling everywhere. And then I, I go, and then I say, you have this all backwards. You have this all backwards, Sandy. That was her name. He is the one that needs to correct all the things I've mentioned and stop sending all these mixed signals and cry out to God to forgive him for doing so. As the way it stands, a whole lot of people are going to end up in hell as a result of his actions. I have tried to email him about this going back years ago, but he never responds to me. So what choice did I have? I waited for years before I released this information, giving him space to repent and hoping he would do the right thing, which I did. May the Lord Jesus Christ strike me dead this day if you are right in your assessment of me. That's what I said. I mean it. May may the Lord Jesus Christ strike me dead. Not you, me. If you are right in your assessment of me. So, if you don't hear from me anymore, you were right and on the side of righteousness. Scott Johnson. That's how I ended it. So I'm going to end part um, two here, and we'll go to part three next, and I think that should be the last part. Uh, God bless you.